Thursday, May the 28th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, America's policy towards Hong Kong and Europe's new rescue fund. First, the world in brief. Mike Pompeo, America's Secretary of State, declared that Hong Kong is no longer meaningfully autonomous from China. The territory currently enjoys special trading status with America. It may soon face sanctions instead, which would threaten its position as Asia's main financial hub. The move comes as China is set to impose new national security laws on the territory. Yesterday, hundreds of Hong Kongers were arrested as they protested against a bill that would ban insult to China's national anthem. The President of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, proposed a new €750 billion, Euro, $825 billion fund to help European economies recover from the pandemic. Together with an earlier rescue package and its €1.1 trillion Euro budget for 2021-27, to the Commission will have €2.4 trillion Euros at its disposal, she said. Some EU member states welcomed the proposal, but the more frugal, such as the Netherlands, sounded relatively cautious. The number of coronavirus deaths in America surpassed 100,000, by far the highest number recorded by any single country, though not the worst on a cases-per-person basis. The dreaded milestone was reached even as many of the states have begun to ease their lockdowns, prompting fears that the overall rate of infection will soon accelerate again. The World Health Organization said Latin America is the new center of the COVID-19 pandemic. It has surpassed Europe and the United States in daily infections. A University of Washington study has predicted the death toll in Brazil could hit 125,000 by early August. In Argentina, police cordoned off a Buenos Aires slum where the virus is raging. Japan's cabinet approved a 31.9 trillion yen, $296 billion supplementary budget to counter the economic damage of COVID-19. Coming a month after the previous budget, this new package will bring Japan's stimulus spending to 230 trillion yen. The Prime Minister, Abe Shinzo, proclaimed his intention to save the Japanese economy at any cost. The car-making alliance of Renault, Nissan and Mitsubishi announced cost-cutting measures and a new strategy to weather the pandemic. The companies will split responsibilities in order to make new vehicles cheaper to develop. Jean-Dominique Senard, Renault's chairman, ruled out a full merger, something championed by Carlos Ghosn, the alliance's former boss. And Boeing recommenced production of its 737 MAX jets, even though they have yet to get clearance to fly again from regulators. The planes were grounded by aviation authorities around the world after two fatal crashes, which were blamed on faulty software. Boeing also said it would shed 13,000 workers in weeks to come. And now, here's today's agenda. Out of control, COVID-19 in Brazil. Today was due to be the first day of Donald Trump's ban on travellers from Brazil, but the restrictions went into effect two days early after Brazil's daily death toll from COVID-19 surged past America's. 
The World Health Organization says Latin America is the new center of the pandemic. In Brazil, which has more than 410,000 official cases and more than 25,000 deaths, President Jair Bolsonaro's disastrous belittling of the public health emergency has led to backlogs in testing, delays in getting medical equipment to states, and widespread defiance of governors' social distancing guidelines. Manaus, a city in the Amazon rainforest, ran out of hospital beds in April and has been burying victims in mass graves. In a desperate attempt to keep people at home, Sao Paulo, Brazil's biggest city, announced an impromptu six-day holiday from May 20th to 25th. Instead, favela residents flocked to bars and rich paulistanos went to the beach. From on high, Chinese security laws in Hong Kong. One week after the contentious plan was first revealed, China's rubber stamp parliament is today expected to close its current meeting with the release of details of the national security law it will impose on Hong Kong. Having waited 23 years for the territory to pass such legislation, the National People's Congress has decided to write its own. New laws punishing separatism, subversion, terrorism and foreign interference will be harsher and broader than those Hong Kong's legislature would have approved. That suits the central government, which hopes to frighten its critics. Most worryingly, it will allow the mainland spooks to play a role in enforcing the laws. After a traumatic year, Hong Kong's government is promising stability, but many Hong Kongers remain dismayed. The latest slogan heard at street protests is Hong Kong independence, the only way out. Shouting that will become increasingly dangerous, just as thinking it becomes more common. Cheaping out, Dollar General Amazon-proof, lockdown-proof and recession-proof, this American deep discount chain is the envy of many retailers. Cheap prices and convenient locations have helped it thrive even with little e-commerce strategy to speak of. Dollar General expanded during the last recession as Americans tightened their belts. Now, in the era of COVID-19, it has remained open as an essential retailer and has again seen a surge in business from newly budget-conscious families. Investors will find out if their confidence, which has driven the chain's stock price up by 16.7% since the beginning of the year, is warranted when it announces first quarter earnings today. Workers may have mixed feelings about the company's success, though. Dollar General's emphasis on cutting costs left them low-paid even before the pandemic. Now, with reports emerging of employees lacking proper personal protective equipment and paid sick leave and unable to maintain social distancing in store, it seems that the firm's low-budget success may come at a price. Cut to downturn, South Korea's economy. Today, the Bank of Korea slashed interest rates for a second time this year, down to a record low of 0.5%, having cut from 1.25% to 0.75% in March. It revealed a grim outlook with zero growth to be expected this year and very high uncertainties about the future. Although South Korea has suffered relatively few COVID-19 deaths and avoided a lockdown, its open economy has not escaped unscathed. Exports have collapsed. In April, it recorded its first trade deficit in eight years, as well as the biggest number of job losses since the end of the Asian financial crisis in 1999. 
Unemployment is expected to rise further as firms start laying off permanent workers who are better shielded than part-timers by labour protection laws. GDP, which grew by 1.3% year-on-year in the first quarter, will probably shrink in the second. South Korea may have weathered the pandemic. The economic storm is yet to come. With a vengeance, Iran's parliament gets back to work. Iran's new parliament normally opens with a vigil at the shrine of the Islamic Republic's founder, Ayatollah Ruhollah Khomeini. Not this year. Parliamentarians will begin their first official day of business today wearing masks and gloves. Iran's death toll from COVID-19 is the highest of any country between Western Europe and China. And the country faces a second wave as it emerges from lockdown. Hassan Rouhani, the pragmatic president, insists Iran must get working even though the summer heat has not stopped the disease's spread. American sanctions on oil sales have emptied his coffers, and the new parliament could further constrain him. The MPs who won gerrymandered elections in February are almost all supporters of hardline clerics and revolutionary guardsmen. They want a jihadist economy and more confrontation with America. The arrival of five Iranian oil tankers in Venezuela this week in defiance of America's sanctions made them cheer, but Mr. Rouhani knows Iran can ill afford more escalation. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Ian Fleming, who was born on this day in 1908. Once is happenstance, twice is coincidence, three times is enemy action. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. 